Our second reading today comes from the Gospel according to Luke. Luke writes this. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. In other words, because he was a Jew. When the disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he rebuked them, and they went on to another village. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Whenever we read scripture, oh God, we know that we're going to be challenged in some way, lifted perhaps in some way, humbled, recipients of who you are and who we are called to be. May the scriptures we've ingested this morning do that very thing as you continue to shape us and form us we pray in Christ's name Amen How would you feel if you went to a store and you were going to go in the store and when you get to the front door you see a sign posted there that says we refuse to offer service to a certain kind of people and the certain kind of people is you. How would you feel? What would you do? Would you protest? Would you simply shrug your shoulders and say, well, I guess that's their right after all? Maybe you would secretly devise a a plan to get at the store owner. Do some retaliation work. Maybe that's what you'd do. That kind of, would that be your response? What would you do? How would you feel? Fortunately, we've had some decades past where we don't typically have that kind of thing anymore, although the notion does resurface on occasion when we go through controversial decisions or conversations in the life of our country, any country. So it does show up, but by and large, we don't have to see signs on storefront doors 
However, we do still, still experience feeling unwelcome, the sting of rejection. We can feel it when it's there. It's just in the air, you know, when you walk into a room and all eyes are on you and you know right away that you're not really in the right place. That, oh, even though it's not said, it'd just be better for everyone if you moved on to another place. We can feel it. It's there, like when a homeless person walks into a country club or the, the not right person walks through the doors of a church. Don't have to say it. Sign isn't on the door. But we do still wear those signs of rejection and unwelcome on our hearts. It's there. You can feel it. No one, no one likes feeling rejected. No one. Surely there's a better way. Our story from Luke today is about rejection. That's, the, that's the, what the story's about. It's a brief story, a brief encounter. Luke tells us that Jesus turns his face to go toward Jerusalem and gets rejected in Samaria. It has the similar feel to it as the time he was rejected a number of chapters back in Luke when he goes to his hometown of Nazareth. It has that same kind of feeling, this rejection. That one happened not too long after Jesus was baptized and he was starting out his ministry. This one's happening not too long after he's transfigured on the mountaintop and sets his face to Jerusalem. So two great shifts in his life, one to begin ministry and he's rejected, one to shift ministry toward Jerusalem and he's rejected in Samaria. Now the one in Samaria is a little easier to understand and explain. We can kind of explain that when it was to be expected that that would happen there. Nazareth, not so much. That one was more of a surprise. You'd think someone coming home would be the hometown hero, but no, that wasn't the case. But Samaria, at least it makes a little more sense if you know the background. The background being that Samaritans and Jews did not get along. So going through there, it was to be expected. Because not only did they not get along, they were bitter and mortal rivals. They didn't trust each other. They didn't talk to one another. They didn't touch anything that the other had touched. They took great pains to go out of their way to completely steer clear of each other. They wore the signs of rejection and unwelcome on their hearts. Rejected in Samaria. What Luke doesn't tell us, at least right here, we get it earlier, is that Jesus right now is in Galilee. Galilee's in the north. Jerusalem is in the south. Guess where Samaria is? Right in the middle. So he has this choice. He can take the short route through the region of Samaria and deal with what he knows is to come, 
Or he can do what absolutely every other Jew from the north has been doing for quite some time, and that's to take the long way around, miles out of their way east of the Jordan to come all the way down and just avoid those people altogether. Of course, we know the choice Jesus makes. He takes the short route. What Luke also doesn't tell us is how he's rejected We don't know. I mean, maybe they just were rude to him. Maybe they went in the houses and locked the doors knowing they were coming through, or we don't. Maybe they did the opposite and ran out into the street to shout obscenities at them as they walked by. Maybe they went so far as to hang signs out front that say the only good Jew is a dead Jew. Think they could have gone that far? Who knows? Luke does not tell us, but we know the rivalry ran that deep and that strong. Luke does want to let us know and make sure we know that the disciples did not like it. Who does? Can we rain fire from heaven down on them, Lord, they ask? Consume them? Can we do that? It's kind of an odd thing to say, it seems. But what they're doing is they're quoting Elijah. They're quoting the same phrase that the prophet Elijah uses years ago when the king was seeking him to bring him in and he was on this hillside. The disciples know the story. The king sends 50 guys and the captain of the guard out to bring Elijah in from the hilltop and they meet him at the top of the hilltop and the captain says... Come on down, Elijah. And Elijah says, well, if I'm a man of God at all, then may fire come down from heaven and consume all you guys. And that's exactly what happened. And the disciples remember it. And so they're saying, let's do that. Can we do that? Can we bring the fire? Can we do that? Let's do it. Let's, let's, let us do that. Let's make them pay. They, too, hung the signs of rejection on their own hearts. Let's make them pay. I find it funny that this is the scripture they use. This is the one they pull out. Of all the possibilities, they pull out the fire scripture. Bring the fire, man. They pull that one out. It's funny they do that because just at the beginning of chapter 9, Jesus has given them specific instructions as to what their mission is and how they are to go about it. He's told them, not 20, 30 verses before, when you go, when we're on this thing, when we give hospitality, receive it when hospitality is offered. When it's not, just shake the dust off your foot and move on. That's what he tells them. They don't remember that, and yet they remember the fire. Let's bring The fire, boy, they remember that quite easily. Fred Craddock picks up on this same dynamic in the disciples, and he notes and says, isn't it fascinating that we always seem to recall the biblical scriptures that support our worst behavior and then so easily forget the ones that challenge us to love and forgive and offer mercy. We remember the scriptures like, An eye for an eye and vengeance is mine. 
But forget the ones like Paul suggests to us today to be careful not to consume one another to live by the Spirit. Instead, one pastor describes it this way, says the disciples may have had the right religion, but they were operating with the wrong spirit. And it is a very dangerous thing, he continues, when you try to apply the word of God without discerning the spirit of God. The two run hand in hand. The disciples, the Samaritans, were hanging the signs of unwelcome on their hearts. There's got to be a better way. It shouldn't surprise us to learn that Jesus takes the route through Samaria. That should come as no shock. After all, his ministry was filled with moments like that. As one commentary puts it so succinctly, Jesus' ministry was always to the Jews and the Gentiles, the social, ritual, and political outcasts of his time. And yet, Here it is again in Samaria. He goes as far out as he can go while still remaining in the land. You could not get as far as far could not get further away from the spiritual life of the Jewish people than to go to Samaria, that way out there. And that's where we find him. He intentionally continues to seek out the ones that have otherwise been rejected. He wants to show us a better way. He goes to the cross showing us a better way. Enduring our rejection in order to reveal to us God's welcome. It's what the cross is all about after all. Our great rejection of God alongside God's great welcome of us. So if there's anything to learn from the ministry of Jesus Christ and this story in particular, it's that a life of faith will at times experience rejection. But that does not mean that our mission is then to go out and do the same. Our mission is not to reject someone because of who they are. Our mission is to welcome others regardless of of who they are, and even to go so far as Christ himself goes and celebrate people for who they are, to see them as such, and to go that far with it. That is our mission. If you, if we, it's something we can learn, it's something we can practice, it's something we can put into the every single day of our life kind of thing. So if you want to do something about Orlando, then welcome people more, not less. If you want to do something about becoming more of a beacon of light in a world filled with shadows, then pay attention to people more, not less. If you find yourself wanting to retaliate and and seek someone out because of what they've done or who they are, then hopefully, perhaps, maybe you'll just stop short and remind yourself that you've been given a better way, that Jesus Christ has modeled a better way. Perhaps you can stop, stay still, 
and drop the rope long enough to allow God to remove the signs of unwelcome from the front door of your heart. God can do that, you know. Transformation is what God does best. Amen.